it must be obvious to even the most casual observers that I get the answers to life's difficult questions from the screaming voices in my head. Hello everybody and welcome to the Upside of Irrelevance. Today we're going to talk about the last wholesome place on the internet. Book talk. Yes, I know book talk. That's what we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, do you want to just get into it? Because I kind of find it annoying when people babble on in their interruptions. You know, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and these two women who were hosting the podcast, they're no doubt amazing women, but it did kind of get kind of irritating when they started talking about their life. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So, DeVito, not Danny DeVito, this is a book publisher, DeVito, says we are in the midst of a reading renaissance. It's a beautiful thing. Now, this idea of talking about book talk basically came to me because Emma Chamberlain has been posting episodes where she thinks that there's a cultural shift occurring. So basically, how social media influencers are not going to be considered influencers or celebrities as they are now anymore, simply because there are so many people with 10 million followers, it's easy to get lost in the crowd and to lose popularity. It's simply going to be like this. When there were three cars on the street, everybody coveted a position to be in those cars. But now that everyone has a car, a car is simply a car, right? That's what's going on. And I thought, you know what? I do kind of feel that there's a cultural shift occurring when it comes to reading as well. And not reading as much as the generalization and the ubiquity of reading. So today we're going to talk about the book talk effect, which is basically how book talk has influenced the book community to such a degree that people are shifting from promoting booktubers and watching booktube to just promoting book talkers and watching booktube. And Madison from the Princess of the Paperback, she also mentioned that she's very grateful for book talk to for providing her with so many opportunities to express herself and giving her more career opportunities. But she's also a little disheartened by the fact that people simply do not watch as much booktube anymore. So basically, what Book Talk is described as is, and I quote, a perfect mixture of dark academia and the Tumblr fanfiction scene, Book Talk is a haven for serious book fans and a much needed escape from the doom and gloom of lockdown. If you're looking for somewhere to go and lose hours of your day analyzing new worlds and dissecting character traits, Book Talk is the place for you. Because if you're going to spend time scrolling on your phone, you might as well make it wholesome. So basically, end quote, that was me saying so basically. Basically, the the allure of book talk comes from the fact that it's very digestible. You know, it's uh, with the ever lessening attention span of the modern era, because I literally have the fucking attention span of a fucking TikTok. So the one thing that book talk has that YouTube does not is digestible and quick content. So instead of having to watch a 30-minute video or even like a 10-minute video, you can watch a TikTok, the same, basically the same content for 12, for, you can watch it for, you can watch a 10-second video that's going to give you the same content as a 10-minute video. So 
people tend to choose the shorter, snappier option, like one does. So let's talk about the positives of book talk first. So number one, it enables queer readers and readers of color to carve out inclusive spaces to share their thoughts and have a platform. Creators are able to establish a book as a must read. So for example, let's talk about The Love Hypothesis. For example, if you know me, you know I did not enjoy that book at all. But The Love Hypothesis has been established as such a must read on TikTok to such a degree that if you haven't read it, it does give you that sense of feeling left out simply because there's this book that everybody has read and you haven't. And it does sort of alienate you in, in a way, but it also brings together people from every um, sexuality, from color, from different parts of the world, because I here sitting in India could have never imagined that I would be able to do this and reach a world, a world of people while sitting in my room in India, you know? So I really think that this is a major positive. It's bringing people together from all over the world without discrimination. Obviously, there is some discrimination, but um, it's not as crazy. Number two. Now, this, I think, is very controversial. It's not controversial, per se, because I think everybody can agree to this to at least some degree. But it's also very... Um, it's very dividing in a sense where it's like not everybody likes to hear this. So TikTok is helping drive sales of print books in the United States of America, reports the World Economic Forum. In 2021, readers bought over to 825 million print books, setting a new record. And 2022 is on track to boast even stronger sales for retailers like Barnes & Noble, according to Bloomberg. Now, the thing with this is that obviously I agree to the fact that it is boosting sales but the downside to this is booktube is not getting as much hype anymore because with tiktok it's like if one person likes this particular book so many people are tempted to read it and even if they don't like it on tiktok it's basically the kardashian scheme it's good publicity or bad publicity. Publicity is publicity. Okay, bad publicity is good publicity. So I, for example, hated the love hypothesis and I hated the Spanish love deception. But they are so well loved, and there's so many other books that I find that are so amazing, so underhyped. I hate saying that word, but they are so underhyped, they're so underappreciated. And the thing is, that's the allure of TikTok. Again, it's like it spreads like a wildfire. One book, if one person likes it, that's great. Three people will read it. But if uh, 10 people like it, everybody will read it. Right? It doesn't matter if you have a small following or a big following. It literally just depends on the fact that if you like this one book and you can manage to create um, a cute background, you can put on makeup, you can do your hair and you can like carve out a good scene from the book that you think will get you more views it will get you more views you know it may take a while but it probably will so yeah and then publishers are naturally optimistic about preserving book talk as a digital community and inclusive space shannon devito who's a publisher says that reading and talking about her favorite books will never go out of style 
we're just finding new ways to do it. Hence, these publishers are watching with interest. The pool of people who are guaranteed to buy young adult books is limited to a few thousand dedicated lovers of the genre. But Book Talk is exciting with its short, entertaining videos, bringing a new powerful opportunity to reach and engage non-readers to create more book lovers, said Scat McKenna, a marketing and brand consultant specializing in children's and young adult books. These snapshot visual trailers are, ma- are making books cinematic in a way that publishers have been trying to do with marketing book trailers for a really long time. But the way TikTok users are creating imagery inspired by what they are reading is so simple and so clever. It's that bringing of pages to life, showing what you get from book beyond words. Now, this is something that I am conflicted upon because it's like, okay, well, if you're going to... Because so many of the books that I read, especially I've seen in the romance genre, it's um, glorification of... Um, little moments, you know, just like, um, okay, he said this in response to this situation and that's so hot. And then they make a TikTok out of it. And I do it too. Like, I am included in book talkers 100%. If you want to go watch my book talks, that I am the classics elitist, go watch it. I'm on Instagram because TikTok is banned in India. Great. Thanks for that, government. But um, yeah, I do think that publishers are watching with interest, like um, McKenna said, because of the fact that BookTok has the tendency to have very short-lived fame. You know, if you have, if you say you get 20k views on one reel, you'll probably get, and you get 5k views on the next reel, it does get taxing and it does get tolling because the thing is, when there's somebody sponsoring you, they expect you to keep up a level of consistency which is easier to maintain with YouTube as compared to with TikTok. Because in TikTok, if one of your TikToks goes viral, it's that's it. You know, it's going viral. It's blowing up. It's going crazy. You're getting like 50,000 views on this one. And then on the next one, you're getting like, I don't know, like 10 likes. And that's okay. That's That happens. But the thing is, there is that added pressure on book talk, on bookstagram, because you never know. It's the inconsistency of the matter. Whereas on YouTube, it genuinely stays consistent. You know, you have a set number of followers. They will be watching your videos. I hope they're watching your videos because the people I follow, I watch like all of their videos. I am subscribed to the, the channels that I am subscribed to. I do watch their videos consistently, right? So it's like, yeah, well, you, it's so much easier to be um, consistent and do not pressure yourself when it comes to, at least when it comes to the response to a certain video. Whereas on TikTok, it's just completely up to the algorithm. Maybe it likes it, maybe it doesn't. Who the fuck knows, right? And then book talk. And then Shannon DeVito circling back to her, who is, she is the director of Barnes and Noble. She's the director of books, and she says that book talk has had a much bigger effect in influence on sales. BookTube tended to foster flash in the pan successes, usually tried to specific YouTube personalities or gamers. Book talk, on the other hand, has the broad effect on hundreds of titles, and these sales sustain for a very long period of time. Again, like I said, the love hypothesis: if it or say Viva Liars or say they both die at the end. These books, they were getting consistent um, sales, right? 
But with BookTok, these sales skyrocketed. And if you want to watch a video, I think Princess of the Paperback has a very good video on this. And she basically says that the monthly sales of these books have increased a lot, a lot. Like, and even, even like 10 sales, 20 sales, they make a huge difference, especially for indie authors. So that's basically the point. Whereas on YouTube, it's kind of like, oh, well, I heard this person talk about this book and it's fun. So maybe if I see it in the bookstore, I'll pick it up. But with Book Talk, it's like 70 different people harping on you on your for you page and going, oh, I love this book. It's great. There's this scene from it. There's this scene from it. There's an aesthetic from it. It's so cool. I love the heroine. I love the hero. It's, it's like the whole shebang going on. And it's genuinely kind of suffocating at times because it's like okay well okay this there's this book and then there's also the factor that i have personally seen it's that when you don't like a certain book that everyone on book talk likes it does feel kind of alienating like if you are gonna go ahead and you're gonna hop on the love hypothesis because ideally what should be said is um well that's your opinion and this is my opinion and that's fine but there does tend to be like a person trying to um i don't know what to call it they just like try to convince you to like this book which i'm like that's not gonna happen i don't like it and you trying to convince me to like it is just gonna make me not like it even more but um yeah sure whatever you say you know i guess yes and with reels at least i've seen because that's all i can make again tiktok is banned here um, it's that you, uh, you have to be very consistent first of all, and you can all be disheartened because if you get disheartened and you stop making them for a while, it does affect your page a lot, you know? So if you, if say like one of my last videos got about 8,000 views and like a bunch of likes, but then the video I posted yesterday, which I have now deleted because I wasn't very happy with it, which is stupid on my part, but that's a conversation for another time it's that um it's that you have to be you can all get disheartened by things like that because they're gonna happen okay this i have literally watched so many tiktokers and i've seen so many of their channels and they always are like well this one video like if you go like scroll down your favorite tiktokers like reels just go check the number of views they have on there and they will be dwindling they'll be they'll be uh, fluctuating so very much and that does happen that's so freaking common when it comes to tiktoks or say even youtube i think that's common even in youtube they don't fluctuate as much but they do tend to fluctuate especially in like the matter of likes more than in views but it does tend to fluctuate and that's pretty that's pretty weird it's so you always have to be on your toes it keeps you on your toes you always have to be you know producing the next best content and you always have to be like very um cautious with it not only cautious you always have to be very ready to be giving out content to be producing content and i hate that word i hate the word content and i hate the word niche because because it's like i'll post what i want to you know i mean i can do whatever i want to but obviously that's not how it works but that's how it uh, that's how it should be working in an ideal world but oh too bad we don't live in that and 
again, like circling back to the main point, which I think is the main thing being affected by all of this is definitely the sales. I think <laughs> sales have gotten such a boost. And I think it's so great for indie authors who were previously not getting as much sales. Like, for example, The Foxhole Court is an indie published book. Um, From Blood and Ash is also an indie published book. Is it indie published or is it just like indie? Is an indie book? I don't know. Yeah, but that I'm just going to go with indie published because, yeah. So it is like an indie published. Both of these are indie published books and they're so popular. Like From Blood and Ash is crazy popular and Foxhole Court was popular before. Like I do remember hearing about it on YouTube when I was younger, but I just never got around to reading it. And then it went viral on um, TikTok for a while there. Um, not as viral as like other books, but it definitely did go viral. And I think that's the allure of TikTok. I keep saying the word allure to describe it, but um, that's, I don't know, that's like literally the only word I can think of that accurately describes what I'm trying to say here. It's that, you know, it's like not a one way thing. It's not. A one way. It's not like you, you're going to put in the hard work and you're going to get leads. That's not how it works for every singular deal. Whereas for YouTube, I think, again, that's how it works. You put in the hard work in every video and you and you will get leads. Whereas on YouTube, it's kind of like, well, on TikTok, it's like you could have a banger reel that on any other day people would absolutely love and you would get like 50,000 likes. But any other time, but any other time, it's like, Oh, well, too bad. And then the thing is, with me, it's when I watch a video and when I watch a TikTok and I f- start following a person, I do tend to, like, watch a lot of their videos. So I want to create content that's, like, you know, um, following into that niche. Like, if I'm creating aesthetics, I just want to create aesthetics. But obviously, my page is later with, like, other things as well. So that's basically the point. And it's so hard to say consistent as well being like a student. Because, I mean, obviously I don't have too much going on in my life. I don't do anything. I don't say what I don't do. But it's also like, I mean, I do have to study. I do have exams constantly. And I do want to read more, but I just cannot. Right? And it's, um, and I do want to make more content. But it's, that's also taxing. It's all the time of viewing. Again, you have to put on makeup. You have to do your hair. You have to record and you have to sit and you have to find audios and you have to put them all in, especially with aesthetic videos because it's like you have to feed like a bajillion pictures in. But um, yeah, it's not easy and you don't always get the results. You don't always reap what you saw and that's just something that's part of the process and you need to trust the process, right? And yeah, I think... The great thing that I've just seen come out of this is, again, the increased sales. Because I really do like seeing the authors get hyped up, even if the book isn't that great. Like, even if the book isn't that great, that's all right. Like, you know, if somebody else might like it, just because I don't like it, I mean, it's a bad book. Who am I to say that? But, um, yeah, that's, it's super cool. And I do want to address why I have been absent from, um, the podcast for like three weeks it's because i have exams and these are like my board exams so they are just crazy stressful and there's a lot of pressure and you have to get really good grades and they've been going really well but not that anybody asked but like they have been going really well 
and I just have two left this next week and then after that it's gonna be a little stressful because I do have like a few parties that I have to go to because it's like the end of the year shebang um <laughs> so and a lot of people are leaving the school so I just have to go to like a lot of parties and stuff which is fun I hope it's fun and I don't have to go to a lot I have to go to like two but it's still fun and yeah that's basically why I've been absent I really hope I'm not absent any longer I make no promises but that's what's going on and yeah that's basically all I wanted to talk about today but um before I leave you we let's talk about some negatives of book talk okay because the first thing that again like I said the ripple effect one person likes a book everyone likes it whether it's good or not and second of all it's like little things that people do start harping on you know it's um it's some things that are not so problematic and some humor that's like that's so commonplace, that's so ubiquitous, like, all of us say shit, like, to our friends, like, if we're talking to a friend, we do say shit, like, oh, you make me want to go jump off a bridge or something, because that's funny, that's how we talk, it's not, we're not actually gonna do it, it's just an expression, but people on TikTok tend to, like, harp on little lines like this, and I'm like, it's not that fucking serious, like, calm down, it's really not that deep, and then, um, Eamon, who's, um, a creator on tiktok and she makes the best tiktoks ever i swear to god she's so funny and she reads romances and she's amazing she's beautiful gorgeous and she's a 20 year 20 year old creator from chicago and she says that her experience on book talk has been largely positive although sadly she has had to deal with xenophobic abuse on her videos there are occasionally islamophobic comments but instead of interacting with them i just delete them so I just she adding it's hard for it to not affect me but i try to remind myself at the end of the day it's just a person behind the screen who probably doesn't know better which is again not justified like nothing is justified making islamophobic comments you cannot discriminate upon a person based on their religion their gender their caste their height their height why does he that i'm so sorry you cannot judge a person based on these things because even though they do make a big part of their personality, it's not their entire personality. It's a myriad of things that make up a person and religion. Again, it's just a small thing. I mean, it's not a small thing, but it's really important to some people. But it's not what defines them. You know, you can't alienate people simply because they're from a different religion as you are and i know that's really hard to understand especially as an indian because in india there's like a lot of discrimination that goes on based on caste and religion it's actually crazy but it's there and it's very easy to fall into that but i always try not to i actively try not to do that and yeah thank you so much for listening to this maybe we can talk about this more in another episode and i hope you like the new intro that i've put in if you do please text me um at the rate i am the classic elitist and i will surely reply and yeah that's it for today thank you so much for listening Bye bye